Quaharini. Quaharini. Mm-hmm. And that note, my name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And over there is Lee. Magic out. All right, that music means it's time to wrap up this show, guys. So I just want to say, uh, guys, oh, first of all, uh, the listener show intros, man, I'll write a little script and put it on our website in the near, very near future. And I'll shoot out a Facebook or a Twitter message saying that I've already done it. So if you guys want to do a little quick intro like uh, uh, our man Fish Sean Wu has done for us, uh, we'll put it in the rotation, man. Every other show, we'll rotate it with one of Sean's and everything else. Uh, we'll put I'll put a simple script or you can embellish in yours, man. This, you know, we're, we're pretty creative guys. So we want to encourage our audience to be just as creative, man. And you have it within you. So take whatever we do. You can put whatever music, background stuff, whatever you want to do. It doesn't really matter. Do what you want. Color it how you will. Be the artist, you know? Yeah, don't try to be Fish on, fish on Woo. What he's doing with those, uh, you know, doing our intros while riding on the road. That is yeah. excellent. He's 28 miles from the parks. Oh, God, Can you say that? Guys, <laughs> y'all not going to be able to compete with that. Come up with your own thing. Yeah, maybe you're riding an amusement thing on your own, like a roller coaster in your own park, or maybe you're fishing or something, and you're, or whatever. It oh, doesn't matter. You come up with your own thing. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't let me steer you however you want. You come up with your own thing. You be creative. And again, it doesn't have to be long. You know, that's the thing, you know? Um, so anyway, yeah, do that for us. Um, next thing I, I want to, the website, magicrowave.com, man, I, I've been updating and stuff. I'm going to be doing that, uh, the upcoming weeks, just regular new stuff, new content, new information, get to know more about the show, more about some tips and tricks and everything, some shows. I'm going to start getting some past shows up on there as well. Magicrway.com. You can find everything that deals with the Magic Our Way universe, our social media things where you can find us. Where you can download the show, blah, 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 blah. You know how all that works. Go to the website. has all our contact information, including our toll-free phone number, which is one eight four four harambe That's one eight four four harambe Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. So just no. make sure, yeah. Uh, there's plenty of ways for you to contact us. And also, too, if we can uh, ask a favor of you guys, um, when you download the show, whether it be from iTunes or Stitcher or Blueberry or whatever, Man, if you can leave a rating and a review, that'd be great. It doesn't take long. And again, just like our show and shows, it doesn't have to be long. Just, you know, leave us whatever rating you think we deserve. Be honest. You know, I don't want any fake things or whatever else. Be, we're honest with you guys and what we know and what we don't know. So you be honest with us what you think of the show, man. But in either, either case, it helps to uh, put our show on the map in the sea of Disney shows that are out there. So it just keeps us relevant. So you don't let everybody know what the show's about, what kind of show it is. How you like it, how you don't like it, whatever else, you know, just tell, tell, tell the public that's searching for Disney podcasts, Disney content, uh, what they can expect when they download the Magic Railway podcast. So, yeah, do that for us, man. We totally would appreciate it, okay? And also, too, Lee, tell the listeners what you got. All right, guys. Well, uh, as always, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. It was fun. Always a good discussion with a couple of Disney buffs talking Disney stuff. <laughs> uh, you can reach me at um, 832-570-5490. Uh, you can reach out to me on my Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash travel L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. You can also email me at uh, lee at mmvagent.com mmv from magical moments vacation mmvagent.com uh, any of those ways whatever is comfortable for you you can send me a message through facebook uh, text me call me email me 
chat me on the Facebook page, whatever you're comfortable with. I'm, I'm good with all that. Awesome. And last but not least, guys, thank you for downloading our show and uh, giving us a little bit of your time to fill your ear with our knowledge on the show 69. <laughs> we thank you very much for that. And we definitely appreciate it. We thank you very, very much. Yes, sir. On show 69, that music means that we do have a third segment this time. And we're going to address an email that we got from uh, one of our listeners by the name of uh, Keith Schneider. Okay, he's at Disney Thanksgive on Twitter. Um, so if you want to do that, he says we can call him Listener X if you wanted to. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll decide that at a later time. We'll see. No, Listener X, that is awesome. We've been looking for a Listener X since Mr. Anonymous. That's a great idea. He so can, Keith is our, our, our Listener X I now? love it. Keith, you are officially, Lee, you're good with that? I'm cool with that. All in favor, say aye. Aye. <laughs> Any objections? <laughs> no, I'm already outvoted. <laughs> but I agree, yes. <laughs> All right, so Keith, you are a listener X. So listener X sent us an email the other day, and he's That's funny. Uh, taking a little uh, trip down with his family as well. But let me go ahead and read his email. He's entitled, Hello. Hello, Keith. Hey, so, hi, guys. I love your podcast, your humorous interaction with each other, plus your Disney knowledge makes your podcast very entertaining. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? That's what's the that? two areas we're lacking on is humor and Disney knowledge. <laughs> we're good at everything else. Those two things we got to work on. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, first off, and he says the, the name of the, the answer to the contest. So I'm not going to read that one sentence out, but I'll, I'll skip down. Next, he says... I am also hoping you can help me out with a dilemma because he wrote in because of a contest. He's answered our question thing of where Lee, where is Lee? Anyway, uh, uh, I'll go on. Uh, I said, let, me, let me just say this, and we won't that? give away the answer, but all right. Just so you know, you are correct, sir. Oh yes, yes, yes. He is. You are correct. And you we'll got put the right answer. So. You'll go we'll along with the correct. Get the right answer, and we'll do a drawing. Yes, we'll do a drawing. We even put it. We'll be. Might even put it on video just to show you that we're being sincere. That we're literally going to put it in a hat and draw a name, and whoever gets it wins. All right. So anyway, uh, he says, I have been a huge Disney fan my whole life since I was seven. I have been going to Disney World since I was very little and consider myself a Disney World expert, especially at Thanksgiving. Hey, that's pretty cool. Uh, I have been going to Disney World for Thanksgiving the last 18 years and have discussed this topic on a couple of other podcasts, Geeking on WDW, Be Our Guest Podcast, etc. Uh, he says, last time I went in Even November, our listeners are on more shows than I am. Oh, Jeez. man. Okay, Danny, I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. It's all right. Danny, we'll get you on another show, man. Don't worry. I'll advertise for you, man. I'll use my sexy voice. going to do. And ladies and gentlemen, like when you send us emails, stuff like that, we go on tangents. Sorry. <laughs> non sequiturs. It's great. It's kind of like Family Guy, but different. Uh, anyway, so he says, last time I went in November 2013. Hey, so did I. Anyway. I took uh, my eight-month-old son at the time to Epcot. We had a great time, and he loved the interaction with the characters. We ate at Chef Mickey's for breakfast. You know, that's one place I haven't been for breakfast yet, is Chef Mickey's. Danny, have you I like that? it. I like it for breakfast more than dinner. Really? You know, my fondest memory as a child was going to the Contemporary, and I don't know if it was called Chef Mickey's at the time, but it was going to the Contemporary and, and seeing the characters for breakfast. Oh, cool. This was my very first character breakfast that I can remember, and I loved it, and I haven't been back since. Uh, you know, just because there are other ones that I like, and, yeah. and Chef Mickey's is kind of like okay, well, you know, you're gonna see Mickey, you're gonna see Goofy in the parks and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like to do the characters that are a little bit more obscure at the at the breakfasts, but um, that's a that is a great one. 
Oh, cool, cool. I have to. I'll definitely have to try that next time my trick trip. And anyway, he says, I ate at Chef Mickey's for breakfast and Cape May Cafe for breakfast as well. Uh, we also ate at the Garden Grill Epcot for dinner, which I mentioned last show. I I totally enjoy, nice. except for the weight. Except for the weight. <laughs> Um, we went on a couple of rides at Epcot, and it was easy as he would sleep, and I would just carry him around in the baby carrier. Uh, I am now returning to Walt Disney World, and I won't mention the dates, but it's in May, toward the end of May, uh, with my wife and my mother-in-law, so it'll be the three of us. My wife and I are in our mid-40s. I haven't been to Disney World besides Thanksgiving since 1980, so I need help in a couple of ways. So if he's going in May, he's going to be down there during Star Wars weekend, so that's Something different that you're not used to checking out other than, you know, you get to see the holiday stuff. But, you know, Star Wars weekends, that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he says, I need a help in a couple ways. And then he lists, uh, oh, actually, I'll continue reading. Uh, he says, from listening to the podcast, it sounds like you have small children. So I'm hoping you could provide some experience. He doesn't meet any of the height requirements for the bigger rides. We are thinking about going to either Magic Kingdom or Epcot again for one day. Any advice you could provide would be great. And he gives us a list of uh, f- uh, four or five questions or something like that. Yeah, so anyway, first of all, Keith, I'm going to have you ref- uh, refer to our show 66B where we go into insanely in-depth detail about our thoughts on the different parks and fast passes and dining and stuff and everything Boy, else. Boy, did we. Yeah, we, uh, that's, that was a very thick episode. Hopefully you caught that and were able to catch some notes and stuff. But you probably know, since you're a vet, you probably know some of that stuff. But anyway, we're also going to turn you over this email over to our official travel agent, which happens to be Lee. He's going to get this. He's going to send you a very a detailed uh, response to this email, answering every one of your questions. Because on this show, we're only going to answer maybe one or two questions, you know, just to save some time. But uh, definitely want to address the things that we didn't talk about on that other show, the 66B. And, it, and it's not just that. It, it's that, you know, listeners, you write to us and you ask us, you know, we're the type of people you ask us what time it is. We'll tell you how to build a watch. I mean, we will go on for quite some time on this kind of stuff. So um, j- it's just for the purposes of being able to keep us brief. So that way uh, we don't have shows that go three hours. Because Kevin, literally, every time this has happened in the past, has had to split these shows up. So yeah. we will address uh, a lot of your questions here and what we don't get to. Uh, Lee's going to take care of that because Lee's really the expert as far as this goes on, on trip planning. And um, yeah, we only know our side of this, the story. And that's so, what we will know. address. So. Yeah, that's what we'll talk about. So we're going to answer his first question. He says, uh, number one, advice and tips on traveling with a small child. We'll be flying from Philadelphia, so I'm scared to death my son won't sit still. <clears throat> Any tips to keep them quiet? Oh, God, yes. Okay. Charge the iPhone. Charge the iPad. Um, bring any coloring books that you might have on your possession. Any figures that they like to play with. Um, you know. Uh, if I may suggest, if you bring any like games and stuff, make sure it's like magnetic or Velcro-y so you don't lose it under the seat. Yeah. The same things you and your wife would pack when you go to a restaurant, basically. And I'd also pack like a lollipop bubble gum anything like that so that way if their ears pop you know you get them swallowing oh, yeah yeah you get them swallowing and then that'll 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 lessen the uh, the ear popping thing but for the most part i think for that small child they can chew bubble gum huh you think, you think they can chew bubble gum that Two year old? well lollipop for sure or lollipop for sure pacifier. i mean wouldn't a pacifier do the same thing pacifier does 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 well but i mean you're gonna get them to work with you a little easier if it's candy you know next time i fly i'll bring a pacifier and see if it actually works <laughs> well, I, look kev I'll sh- i'm sure it'll stop your ears from popping <laughs> oh, <that'll- laughs> 
But that's that's what I would think to do on. Uh, it's only like a two and a half hour flight, I believe, from from mm-hmm. Philly to um, to Orlando. That's not so bad. Um, Hopefully, it's direct. You know, this isn't a whole different story if you have a bunch of little <sighs> stops along the way, because then you got to deal with the air ear pressure going down and up and down and up. Good thing is it's just one kid. Yeah, yeah, one kid. That's good. Kev tra- he travels with a harem of, yes, of, of I do. children, and I, we don't fly anymore. We just drive everywhere. Yeah. We hop in the minivan and just go. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says last time he slept on the flight. Uh, uh, actually, yeah. Sorry, Danny. Did you have anything else to, for keeping him quiet? That uh, other than Tylenol. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it was late. Drugs and alcohol. Uh, yeah, other than Nyquil and uh, free drinks on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I know what keeps me uh, quiet. Like when we went to Europe, for that was a nice long trip. I know what kept me sedated. Yeah. Um, but you might not work for the toddler. Probably yeah, get arrested <laughs> for that app. Well, yeah. don't don't do that. They're pretty liberal in Europe about what they let children drink, but. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Pur- Go ahead. Purpose of the show is don't do that. <laughs> we didn't travel with a kid. Don't please don't call anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <coughs> yeah. So those are definitely those are things that you can. Uh, everything that I'm, I submit to Danny on. Uh, let me try that again. I submit to Danny on that question because he flies more with his kid than I do. I I've only flown with my one kid, my oldest, and that's only to Vegas. Um, but we did that maybe one time, and so ever since then we just drive everywhere. You know, for the most part. But Danny does a lot more flying with his kid than I do with mine. So, I mean, uh, DVDs, you know, if it's anything like riding in a van, DVDs or movies, if they're into that, watching their little TV shows or load up your uh, your iPad or whatever device you have, mobile device, with whatever favorite shows that he likes. You yeah, know, so that could like, be an option. As far as distraction, you, you driving are, are going to be more... Uh, <laughs> knowledgeable about that than what i would i mean i can i give you tips as far as ears popping and stuff like that but you know in terms of the boredom that comes from sitting still for uh, a couple hours for a child um yeah you you would know that very well yeah i mean you know i know for what works for my kids it's like they're like they love watching the disney movies we do that a lot so we'll pop in and sometimes we'll watch the same movie over and over and over again (laughs) you know sometimes And so it's like, you know, this, you know, it's funny, this past trip when we went down back in Mardi Gras, uh, we made a strict rule. We said, okay, we're only going to watch each movie once. That's it. You know, how, even when the, how long did that last? Oh, it, it, we, we enforced the dickens out of it. You know, oh. even when they wanted to watch it again, we're just like, no, <laughs> pick something else. You know, so they pick something else. It's like, because we weren't going to go through like Toy Story 3, like four times, like we did one trip. That was, that was just rough. You know, I had that sucker memorized. But anyway, yeah, DVDs, you know, two and a half hours. You probably, hopefully, if there's a movie he really, really likes, hopefully it's long enough to last the entire flight because that'd be great. So other than that, you just got to deal with the, uh, I guess, the air, ear pressure, the pressure on the ears and stuff like that, you know, going up and going down. And what Danny said, yeah, every, that's stuff that you find in, like, the guidebooks, flying with children and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, definitely try that if you have. Have you flown with your child before? Um, I, what did you do for that? I mean, I think you mentioned only one other trip. I don't know if that was the only other time you've flown with your child. Uh, maybe so, but... Um. Well, I, I do have one more piece of advice. There, there's a fun game you can play on the airplane. Yeah? Um, it's called Kick the Chair. <laughs> Apparently, uh, almost every kid that I sit in front of knows that game. Oh, yeah, you would know, I guess. <laughs> and what, do they see, get a pro- see, how long you, see how long your kid can kick the chair before the guy in front of him gets annoyed. <laughs> Right now, listener X is like, this is the guy I'm going to get a detailed email from. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next, the next thing he asks is, uh, 
Also, have any of you ever rented a car, uh, rented a, uh, a car seat from a car rental company before? I would just say, I'm going to preface this by saying when I saw the question, I thought, I see people all the time, you know, just loading their car seats up. On the plane, so I'm not sure if he just doesn't want to bring his own car seat, if he's afraid of it getting damaged or whatever. But you can bring your own car seat, um, and I would I would definitely recommend they they sell like a little uh, special cover for it so it doesn't get you know scratched up and dirty and stuff. But you can bring your own car seat if you want. So yeah, I don't know if, if regulations have changed. Yeah, then let's address that. But just in case, you can bring your own car seat. Uh, they yeah, just I- will check it like a piece of luggage, like a stroller. Yeah, I guess it, it depends on the, the situation at hand is that, uh, you know, when I flew in my oldest, it was only one child. So I was able to handle the car seat thing, checking it in and also with the stroller and all that kind of business. Um, but I know it's, as far as gate checking things, it's kind of tougher now, you know, with the regulations of things. So I don't know how much that affects being able to check in your car seats or whatever else. Sure, and I'm sh- not sure about what airline he's flying on, too. I fly Southwest a lot, so... Yeah, you know, sometimes or whatever airline he's going, they might charge him or whatever. So you you might be trying to, either it could be a logistical thing where you can't, ha- you know, pay sure. by himself, can't handle everything, or he might be just trying to make it easier himself and just renting from the car rental company. I've never done it. I've always wanted to do it, but every time I land in Orlando, um, and and I go to rent a car, I mean, they have like rows and rows of car seats ready to go. Uh, I would say the only thing is about renting a car seat, it's going to be a, a seat that uh, you're not too familiar with. Now, granted, all of them kind of work the same for the most part, but, you know, they may, you know, it may not, you could probably, I don't know if you could specify size. I, I'm I, I'm kind of raw at this because I, I, I honestly never have done it. Um, but one company usually has, I think Enterprise, I saw I had the same car seat regardless. You know, they, they had a, a different uh, different. Uh, regardless of different stages of life or whatever else, you know, they they had booster seats, yeah, but they had for car seats, it was all about the same size. So that I guess that's the only thing you could probably specify. Look, I have a big child, or I have a small child. You know, if you have a small child, it's not so bad. But if you have a bigger child, like I have some friends that have a like big kids, you know, if you might be careful that they don't get too small of a car seat, because then it just renders it ineffective, you know. So that may be something you want to ask your car rental company or anything else, and to see what they offer and how much it would be. Um, I'm sure it's pretty much easy. I, I can't remember. I, I don't know if they'll install it yourself or not. Again, that's something you probably have to ask your car rental company and see. But me, myself, I, I've never done it. I usually bring my, uh, when I did fly, I usually brought my own car seat and everything else because it was just easier to deal with because I knew I had a seat. I knew my kid knows that seat and is comfortable with it and I know how it works in and out so I can get it in the car pretty easily. Um, and I had a bag for it. I had a super padded bag that I bought for it, and I was able to check it in, and it arrived fine, you know, for the most part. Right. So just uh, while you were talking, I just checked a little bit on Southwest Airlines. Now, again, I'm not sure what airline he's flying. But okay. on Southwest, um, if your child is under two, you don't have to pay for a seat. Um, but that also does not guarantee them a seat. So right. if you don't pay for them a seat, they're going to have to sit on your lap. So if you get on a totally full flight, you know, then they're going to be on your lap. Right. Um, but if you want to use if you want to use your car seat on the plane, you do have to purchase a ticket for sure. Um, now, again, if the if the plane's not full, you can always just sit them there, or whatever. But you know, if that plane's full and you need a seat for them, then you're going to have to purchase that ticket if they're under two. Um, so that's just something to be aware of. And it's you know, it does say that you know, tra- when traveling with an FAA approved car seat, um, affordable infant fares are available for that enable a customer to reserve a seat for an infant with his or her FAA-approved car seat. So, 
Um, again, you if you want to get a car, you want to get a for sure a seat for them, and they're under two, you can get a little bit of a. Sounds like you can get a little bit better uh, rate uh, for that under two year old, and that will oh. get them a, a seat for sure. So, oh, okay, just something to be aware of. Uh, the next thing that he has is he has he says any idea where to rent a high chair. Um, I've never rented a high chair before because uh, you know the resort. This I usually say I mean, you know I'm, I'm DVC, so it has like a high chair in the resort kind of a thing. Uh, but he says he is staying off property, so maybe he needs a hotel. I'm not too sure. I'm um, no, you don't need it in any of the Disney World restaurants, of course, because they have high chairs all over the place that you can just grab and go. Well, every restaurant has a high chair available. For yeah, the yeah, I th- and counter service. Yeah, I think you can find some too as well. Um, even for the infant kind of a thing. Well, but I'm not yeah. even talking about Disney restaurants, and I'm talking. Oh about yeah, every like restaurant, even, yeah. You know, like off property, I'm trying to imagine what he would want it for. Um, yeah, well, the only thing I can think of is like maybe at the hotel or whatever. Maybe they eat in or something. I'm not too sure. They do or they do a lot of their own meals or something. I'm not too sure. But in case you did, I happen just to Google it just for curious. Now I, I can't endorse any of these people because I've never used them. Um, so I just can kind of give you what I found on Google. You know, there's one company called a Baby's Best Friend, and apparently they're they're still able to deliver to the Walt Disney World's resorts, and they rent you know high chairs, bassinets, anything that you may need. Um, and probably it's, you know, if you're staying on property, that's handy cause they still do that. But if you're not, so it doesn't really matter. Um, there's another company called Orlando baby equipment rental. You know, there's, uh, they do high chairs and strollers and, um, um, bassinets and uh, cribs, everything else. Um, let's see, there's also Florida rent baby equipment thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Babies away. Sorry. Uh, there's another company called babies away. And you know, I just, I just went to the Google. I can't really. I went to the Google. <laughs> um, I went. I just Googled it, and I didn't really. I, I can't. Again, I can't vouch for any of this because I've never needed to rent a high chair. I, n- I never did. Um, a lot of the times, the kids just kind of sat on a laps and everything else. But anyway, yeah. In case you needed to, I mean, you could probably just click on it and maybe read some of the reviews. Um, I can't really endorse any one of it. Can any of you guys have y'all have y'all rented a high chair before? Can yeah, I was a, no. Honestly, I was a little stumped with this one. So I mean, I was just gonna Google it as well. Um, so yeah, I think that sounds like a good business to be in though, because I mean, who wants to haul all that stuff, you know, around, uh, yeah. even if you're driving, I mean, I wouldn't want to throw a high chair in the back of my car. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah. That a sounds, lot of like a, sounds like a pretty good, uh, business to be in. Yeah. But I mean, it really, it only covers if you're eating back at the, at your hotel, right? And your kid yeah, needs I mean, to be in a high chair for whatever reason while he's eating constantly, I suppose. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying, I mean, they, they do all of Basically, it sounds like this this place has just about everything you need if you've got a baby and with you on but your. But yeah. it's not a baby; it's a two-year-old, isn't it? It's a toddler. Yeah, he said it was a, a small child. No, he, he said, said two. Was a oh yeah, 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 a two-year-old toddler. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, so. you don't need a high chair for two. Um, I don't know. I mean, um, or a booster seat. You know, they booster rent booster seat seats. Work. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. You I'm just probably saying. Buy- I don't know that you would need a. Uh, I'm trying to imagine what you would need a high chair for back at the resort. But I mean, booster seat. Maybe you could probably buy those portable booster seats for yourself and just pack it and go. I mean, I don't know. Well, that's so pretty big. That's like a little small piece of luggage. <laughs> well, no, well, no, no, <laughs> no booster seat is like the ones that you sit on the chair. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. This thing's about yay big, though, right? Yeah, but they're smaller than a high chair. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you need a high chair. You could throw that in your suitcase. Fold it up and go. Like they probably have to fold up ones. I mean, I don't know. We're going to need to ask for some clarification on this one, I think. And, and before we start speculating and, 
and kind of getting down the wrong path. I mean, can you specify exactly what you would need a high chair for yeah. in this particular instance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that and we can tell. But in case you needed to rent yeah, a high yeah, chair, there line, are places. If you do need a high chair, sounds like there's places that rent them. Locally. But we on the Magic Our Way podcast can't endorse any of it because we've never needed yeah. to really rent a high chair. So I don't. We're out of our depth on this. Yeah, one. we're out of that. We're out of our league on that one. But you know, there's our places available to you. All right. So and we'll also answer number three for you. And and w- w- the other questions we kind of answered another show. And also we, we'll, uh, Lee will send you even more detailed information on it. But he says, uh, character interaction. What is the best way for him to interact with the characters now? Do you have any recommendations? Should he see princesses or stick with other characters? He knows who the main Disney characters are, Mickey, Donald, etc., as he watches Mickey Mouse Playhouse. So any, any advice as far as character interaction? Yeah. Uh, go, book a fast pass to that Epcot, um, what do you call it? Oh, the ca- uh, character meet and greet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah character that's, meet. That's a great idea, especially because you I mean, you're going to be, you don't need that many fast passes in Epcot anyway. And that's yeah. always a good one to burn. So I yeah. think that's a great idea. That'll give you your core group. If you like Mickey Mouse Playhouse, that's every one of the Mickey Mouse Playhouse gamings. With the exception of Pete. Yeah. Pete, there's no Pete. Uh, there's no walk-around Pete that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, you know, if that doesn't work for you, I'll tell you another good one is to go to um, the tent that they have over there in... Um, oh, by Dumbo? By Dumbo. Oh, yeah, You yeah, get to see yeah. Daisy, Minnie... Donald and Goofy over there. You don't get yeah. Mickey and Minnie, but you get Daisy's kind of. I don't know that Daisy appears at too many character breakfasts, or um, mm-hmm. I, and Jeff I know that da- Daisy's not at the Epcot thing, but Pluto is where Daisy would not be at this one. So, um, the the which called the uh, the circus tent is pretty good, and generally there's not that long of a wait for those. Uh, so I I would highly suggest that uh, as far as princesses go. Uh, if they're still doing Citricos when you get over there, that's great. Yeah, that, that handles a lot of princesses, man. You got uh, Cinderella and Ariel and Belle and uh, Jasmine. Jasmine's Aurora. there. Aurora. Yeah, so you, you covered it a lot there. Or if you want to get adventurous with your meal, you can go to Akashus. I like Akashus, but you know it is for the uh, for the, for the more adventurous palette. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know you can't get your princesses there as well. But, you know, my suggestion as far as interaction, I mean, it's not, it's not going to be like Disneyland to where they're just walking around and you stop and start talking with them. Maybe a couple of them are like that, but most of the time you're going to have to kind of wait in line to talk with the characters or take a picture with them or burn a fast pass to kind of go to any one of those meet and greets, you know, or, whether it be or, in Animal Kingdom. Or know about it way in advance because a lot of times you just stumble across it and you're like, oh, look, there's Snow White. Let's get in line. And you walk over there and some cast member just looks at you and says, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. The line shut down. She'll be back in an hour. Yeah. You know, so you're going to get that a lot. Um, so, yeah, keep it. it my Disney Experience app has a uh, it has character meet and greet times. You know, look at that. No one who's who's coming up. I mean, it really I mean, they don't they don't bring any of the obscure characters out for the most. I mean, and I say obscure I, and, and I, I really shouldn't say that. I mean, Anybody other than you know what you're kind of the top five, to, yeah, yeah. Um, like you know, I, my favorite character has always been Dopey. I, I've always enjoyed seeing Dopey in the parks, and usually you could get to see him at the Hollywood Studios. There is no more Dopey. I mean, if you go during a, a hard ticket event, they pull out those kind of characters, but um, you know, not just not, you know, not for your normal standard meet and greets. It's it's princesses, and as as Lee put it, the Fab Five. Yeah, and just to kind of address the thing, should he see princesses or stick with other characters? 
I'm like, you know, in my opinion, just stick with the, go with the characters that he wants to see, you know? I mean, he doesn't have to see every one of her, every character that's in Walt Disney World, you know? I mean, if he doesn't care about Belle, I mean, there's no point in, you know, forcing Belle down his throat or whatever, but, I mean, you know, just, just go with the, you know, if he likes Mickey, let him make sure he gets to see Mickey, or if he likes Pluto, you know, like, I have one daughter that really loves Pluto, and we ate at the Garden Grill, and she was happy as a lark, because Pluto was part of that character meal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so, I, I mean, there's no, I mean, if you want him to interact with everybody, sure, but, I mean, you know, ask your kid, like, well, who does he want to see, you know, does he really, you know, does he want to really see everybody, or does he just want to see specific characters, and just plan to make sure that you're, uh, you know... going to make sure you get a chance to see that specific character. Um, I mean, I think it just goes without saying, you know, just about any character meal is going to be great. uh, A great way to see the characters without having to wait in line. And then you also get your dining, so you're killing two birds with one stone. So, um, as Kevin alluded to, you know, one thing I always ask my clients, is there a favorite character that they have? Um, You know, one of my clients, their son really liked Peter Pan, anything to do with pirates. So we focus a lot on pirate stuff did a lot of that stuff in the Magic Kingdom, et cetera, et cetera. So if there is a certain uh, area or a certain uh, character that he leans towards or a certain group of characters, you know, maybe we can talk about that and, and give you uh, some more specific uh, plans. But I would definitely look at, you know, character meals any, anywhere you can, and that will probably address some of the uh, the dining questions you had as well. Yeah, and, but, and you're going to handle this more specifically in your email to him, right, Lee? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, so as a general rule, you know, you know, book a lot of fast passes for characters if that's going to be your focus. Maybe hit attractions early and save those fast passes for when those lines are going to build up for the the meet and greets. And, um, you know, that's a good way to, to use your fast passes as well. All right, Listener X, uh, there's our kind of our thoughts on a couple of the unique questions that you had. Again, I refer to uh, episode 66B where we go into in-depth detail about our fast pass plus decisions and our dining decisions because that will help you out there a lot. And also keep an eye out for Lee's detailed email from the... Magical Moments vacation. Yeah, for, so his MMV agent email. So keep an eye out for that. All right, so this time up on the hub, we're going we're gonna to be discussing again another rumor that I find intriguing. There is a, a blue sky rumor floating around that Walt Disney World's uh, Carousel of Progress, originally uh, from the uh, World's Fair in New York, then in Disneyland, and now here in, in, in Orlando, Florida, is going to be moving. That, that, that The rumor is that they're going to be taking this attraction and moving it to the old uh, Wonders of Life pavilion over there in Epcot. And... Um, the, the time frame that I think that was set for this was that it was supposed to be happening some, somewhere around 2020. And I believe what they said was that it would take, um, currently as is, would take $7 million to update. $7 million. $7 million Wow. to update the, the, the uh, Wonders. Uh, the, I'm sorry, not the Wonders. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but that's $7 million in Disney money. So, yeah. Well, you know, $7 million <laughs> to update the Carousel of Progress. $9 million to move it. So, um huh. That was uh, that was what I heard, and uh, that got me thinking. I mean, do, a, do y'all think it's a good idea? B, do you think the Carousel of Progress just needs to be, you know, set off to pasture? Um, do y'all do y'all think that um, you know we need to save it? What do y'all think about moving the Carousel of Progress? Where it's going? What needs to be done with it going forward? Um, thoughts? 
Yeah, all right, so yeah, definitely save it because you know it's such a, a unique attraction in that you know Disney definitely had a, a Walt Disney definitely had a hand in it. You know, kind of like it's a small world. You know, same kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. he did that for UNICEF. Um, you know, he did this for whatever the power company. Just kind of you know talk about progress through you know centuries and everything else uh, be, due to electricity and all that kind of business. I mean, you know, I definitely save it. I like that attraction. It, it always brings me, you know, it always brings me back. Now, maybe I'm being just overly nostalgic. Uh, and I know Walt didn't want this to be a museum, but, you know, I, I don't know. That's just, there's just something, I enjoy the Carousel Progress myself. You know, when I go in there and I sit, and yeah, you know, it's, everything's, a lot of stuff's outdated, but, you know, there's just, just something cute about it, you know, and I just, I, it's, it's nice, you know, I don't, I don't need to have everything new kind of thing, I guess, you know, just give, give me, leave me a little something, <laughs> you know, just a little nugget of, of, of my past, you know. Kind of like the castle, you know, it's like a relic. Hmm. Well, let me let me play devil's advocate a little bit, and I'll be, I'll, I'll shock you guys a little bit and let you know I've actually never done Carousel Progress, and um, you know I know it is a classic attraction, and I know it gets referenced a lot. It's got a lot of nostalgia. A lot of people love it, um, so you know I have no problem with that. I don't. I'm not looking for it to go away. Um, but why are we moving it? Are we? Why are they moving it? What is the whole point? Are they going to put something else there, or well, you know what? I, again, I don't know that we are, and nothing's been announced by Disney. This is just a rumor. Sure, sure. We're just but speculation at this point. I, I'm going to imagine here, and, and that's a good question. I'm going to imagine here is that uh, space in the Magic Kingdom is 10 times more important than space in any other park because Absolutely. more people go to the Magic Kingdom. The, the, the thing of it is is that um, space in Tomorrowland is not as important as any other space in in Walt Disney World in the sense that you could you could replace the laugh floor no one would care you could replace um, Stitch no one would care um, I think you could replace your Stitch and they throw a party yeah you might even be able to get rid of the Tomorrowland speeders which is not very speedy um, you can get rid of those and I don't know that too many people would care uh, Tomorrowland in and of itself it's a great piece of real estate in the most popular park um in probably the world as in terms of visit in terms yeah. of visitation they just don't have the attractions that kind of that that meet up with what you're looking for and, and in that instance i mean me personally i don't mind getting rid of it um i'd like to see him put it somewhere but i mean again it is it's an it, it's kind of an outdated attraction it's kind of like look at that like i we, you know, it's the same thing as the Tiki Birds. Yeah. They keep the Tiki Birds because it was an original attraction. And, you know, I brought my four-year-old, and it, I don't know what it is, but, you know, she wasn't amazed by it. She was bored. She was yeah. looking around. She was asking me for my phone. Um, it just that that kind of technology doesn't hit the way it used to to this younger audience. I personally, I, I don't mind it. Uh, I enjoy a good AA show, but um, yeah, it's, I don't know. You can move it to Wonders of Life, which it's kind of, to me, a win-win because they're not doing anything with Wonders of Life and tomorrow, uh, Tomorrowland's uh, Carousel of Progress really isn't pulling in any, any, any visitors, so if they're going to yeah. put something else there, it's a win-win. Um, but at the same time, I do think that it's it's got to be addressed at some point. I mean... Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's like as 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 much as I'd hate to see it go, if it went, 
Yeah, I would be sad, but I understand why it went. You know, you talking about if it went for good or if it just got transferred? No, if it went for good, if it went if they, for if good. they got rid yeah. of it. Yeah, you know, I'd hate to see that happen. I'd hate to lose that classic attraction or something that you know was definitely you know just Walt had a hand in. But I would understand, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to protest. It's like, you know, they really got rid of Mr. Toad, <laughs> you know, and that was one of my favorites. And mm-hmm. they got rid of the original Snow White, you know, for at least uh, the Snow White from our parks. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's like I said, I just got to keep in my mind that Walt said this is not meant to be a museum. You know, granted, he's passed and there's, you know, sometimes we like to hang on to some things. It's like same same thing when people pass away. You know, certain people keep certain objects that remind them of them, you know. And I think for a lot of Disney fans, you know, when you think of Walt Disney, what attractions do you think of that he had a hand in? You think about Peter Pan. You think about Pirates of the Caribbean. You think about uh, Carousel of Progress. It's a small world, you know. Those particular classic attractions that, you know, you remember seeing the black and white videos that, you know, he'd, say, you know, he'd you know, talk about the retraction itself and everything, you know. Um, I remember the, he, he, I forgot what attraction, well, I think it was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean where you, you, he walked through the model set of the Pirates of the Caribbean with one of the ambassadors, you know, the Disney World Land ambassadors, and they're just talking about the new attraction that's coming and everything else. And so, yeah, it's just, you just think about, you know, he did the same thing with the design. With, it's a small world for UNICEF and everything else. And it's, just, it's just really, really cool. You know, it's, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to lose it, but I'd understand having to lose it. You know, I definitely miss it. And I always have fond uh, memories of the attraction. So, do you, do you, if anything, I have that. Do you th- would you be okay if they took it and stuck it in Innovation? <laughs> I think I'd be okay with that. Why not that? Because it's it's almost you know, of Innovations is almost kind of like a museum, you know. Yes. And so I mean, let it be part of that. I mean, I wouldn't even mind that if Wonders of Life, you know, if if it was like attached to like a big uh, what's that what's that thing in MGM Studios that uh, uh, that Walt Disney the um, Oh, one like, man's dream. Yeah, one man's dream. Part of that, you know, like a bigger version of that, and have that actual attraction in there. Well, you know, that's a good point. That fits. You is know? that when you redo the studios, you could take a little piece of land and call it, you know, like um, you should, I mean, because you already have one attraction in there and one man's dream that kind of yeah. focuses on Walt and and a couple of exhibits that went into the yeah. making of, of Disney World. You put that 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 kind of fits into that theme. That that would be a, a you know a concern as to. Um, moving carousel of progress into wonders of life over there in future world is yeah. does it really fit into that theming yeah you know i can picture it now it's like you go through the uh, one man's dream then you go into the movie and then the movie directs you to now it's time for you to experience it almost like a big backlog tour now mm-hmm. you know it's like now at the end of the movie you say now experience one of walt's uh classic, uh, classic attractions that he ha- he did it himself or whatever and you step we leave the theater and go right into the carousel of progress and then you know that's it end of the the entire attraction i think that's a that's an even more win-win there because you know yeah in, in a sense uh one man's dream is a museum so make that part of it but know? yeah if they did open it in epcot <laughs> Could, could you call it the, like, you know, you would have, um, you know, like uh, the land and you would still have the, uh, the, the sea and you would have energy. Could you then call it the world of progress? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The world about? of progress. And, you know, because you you're never going to get the world of motion back. Yeah, that's the true. The world of progress. Uh, you could. You know, it's funny. It'll be right next to Ellen's energy adventure. It, so well, yeah. you talk about electricity, energy there, and you talk about energy over there. That's kind of interesting. A neat little theming. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, so, but do you think that do you think that the show itself as is? I mean, look, as it stands, I can't really figure out what all those like land and sea and imagination and energy and you're talking about future world. Test, itself. Yeah, I was like, yeah, well, yeah. I can't even figure out what I mean. I suppose in some kind of a way, like I remember when I used to go there, and the idea, I guess, in some kind of a form was that you were imagining the world of tomorrow. Right. So you right. imagine what it would be like living in the seas because you were living in sea base alpha and you yeah. were imagining what it would be like with hydroponics and all that stuff that was coming along with living with the land when you were going to visit it uh, back in the day. And you can imagine like even energy, even though you went through the past, they, there was a little brief little snippet about, you know, future uh, sources of energy. Um, so, I mean, I guess you can say and kind of bring Carousel Progress into the fold and, and, and the progress that will continue to occur long into our future. And that could be the tie-in because, I mean, again, I mean, that's, I guess that's their tie-in with Tomorrowland. Yeah. Because really, otherwise, it has no sense of purpose being in Tomorrowland because what else would it be being there for? Because it really is a, a tribute to the past more than it is towards looking towards the future. They they struggle to keep that thing updated all the time. It's just that, you know, I, I think that they could probably find some kind of a way to make it fit in, but does it really fit? Does Future World really hold anything? Because, I mean, right. there's no more Sea Base Alpha. That, hey, let's ride Little Mermaid. I mean, I'm sorry, let's ride Finding Nemo and let's go talk to Crush and let's move on. Uh, there is no sense of the the sea of the you, you what the yeah. you know where we're going with this in the future. Yeah. There is not that's lost. Same thing with um. I mean, you still have the the boat ride through, uh. So you get to see where you know yeah. um gardening might go in the future. But I mean, really, it's just an excuse to ride Soren. Right. Uh, imagination. I mean, that's you know. You know, I like the whole world of progress thing. That's kind of neat. The world of progress is that, isn't that what you said? What'd you say? I, I don't know, but it's copyrighted magic our way. And uh, what was it? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, because you, you're talking about switching from like future world to like I think you said the world of progress. Yes, I did. well I was I was kind of harkening back to the world of motion. And <laughs> but just, I like that because you know I mean so that, you know the spaceship Earth is like communication through the ages, you know. So that's like progress of communication. Mm -hmm. So that might be their you know binding theme as you know how things advance, you know. Yes. You know how how uh, what's that vehicular? Oh yeah, mobility has advanced and test track, well, and the land has advanced and farming, and there's always a way to fit it yeah, in. Yeah, there's something, man. Yeah. Uh, that you may be on this copyright magic railway, mm -hmm. or you heard it here first. And tell guys, this is you know, yeah, we're speculating on a rumor, so don't take this that it's happening. Yeah, more it's, than again, likely, it's, it's not. It's not, and this is blue sky and everything else. What what a here's what I don't understand. What what do what does Epcot get out of getting the attraction? Does it bring more people to Epcot? I mean, why spend the seven million dollars? Um, what I would say is is, is that's a, an excellent uh, observation. Yeah, what, what would they get? Probably not a whole lot. Here, not wasted space, maybe. Well, that's the thing, and this is what I mean by the whole idea of a, of a win win. Is you've got a vocal minority of people who would just lose their mind. Right. If, if an attraction that Walt worked on, um, you know, went away. But those vocal minority are very passionate fans that would cause them a lot of trouble, a lot of emails, a lot of noise over the, uh, the carousel of progress going yeah. away. Whereas you have most people who won't notice, don't really go. I mean, I've gone a couple of times, but I can't remember 
the last time I've sat through it. I've I've kind of seen the show. I've experienced the show. It's it's it is what it is, and it's quaint and it's nice and it's it's a beautiful attraction. Um, but it is it is something that I find when I go on it now with my child. I can't enjoy it because I have to spend the whole time saying like, "Baby, yes, you can have my phone. Just watch this. Look at look at the pretty picture because they're just not interested in it anymore. It's not. There's nothing flashy about it. There's nothing interesting about it. Um, it's nothing that'll hold a youngin's attention. Not at all. I yeah. mean, back in the day, maybe because they recognized something cool was going on here that they were seeing something that was a little unique and different yeah, and, and robots and animatronics were something pretty fresh back then yeah right? now i mean the robots and animatronics look pretty stiff in yeah. comparison Compared to the ones that they have now yeah there you go like the seven dwarves and the mine train i mean holy moly Absolutely. those animatronics are incredible and, and again it's not that kids aren't interested in animatronics it's just it's a certain type I mean, they, they can spot it. I mean, we have CGI now. And look, hey, stop motion used to work back in the day. You know, now we look at it and we're like, oh, that's terrible effects. I mean, even us, we, we get conditioned to seeing things and things improve. And then you, you, it doesn't resonate on, on a deeper level. So I think what they gain out of doing this is that they take a space that isn't being used and they satisfy this, this, this small but vo very vocal a community they stick it over there it's like okay you want to go see it go see it over there it's over there in a space that we're not using that opens up prime real estate in the magic kingdom if they ever want to figure out what to do with tomorrowland which you know, yeah. that's yeah. that's another mess uh and and that, that'll take longer than yeah. 10 to 15 minutes to kind of get into that but um and moving it's no problem because they already did it once well or that, a that's couple a, times actually well yeah. i mean it's obviously a seven million dollar problem no, no, yeah. it's a nine million, nine million to move it, seven million to update. Oh, right, 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 right. According to the rumor, this is not substantiated in any way, shape, or form. But sure. I, I felt it merited discussion because it does take up uh, quite a bit of space in a very, yeah. very, very. Um, again, I'm, 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 I'm not overselling it. It's the most visited place probably in the world. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, listeners, I'd be curious to see what you guys think about this. Have we gotten your uh, imaginative juices rolling? If so, I mean, let us know what you think about um, this whole rumor. I mean, are you for it? Are you against it? You know, why? Why not? You know, definitely shoot us an email and get in touch with us and let us know. So, Lee, you have a shout-out. I have a couple shout-outs, actually, but I'll start with... Uh just want to give a shout out to some of the ladies over on the Dole Whipped page. Oh, the ladies. The ladies. The ladies uh, on the Dole Whipped show. all about the ladies. All right. Um, I like yeah, this. So a couple weeks ago, Kim, when you were out on, uh, on vacation, um, we didn't record, so I had a chance to do a guest uh, host over on the Dole Whipped podcast. Which Cheater. I did not know. It's a pretty good little show they got over there. You, you uh -huh. committed podcast infidelity. Yes, but they're much cuter than you, Danny. So that's okay. It's show sixty nine. That's right. All right. So anyway, it's gonna happen. So you you were on this show. Wait a minute. I've got a problem with this. You do? Well, sorry about that. I am plenty cute. I just want to. There might be people listening out there, and I don't want to give the impression you're talking to Quasimodo here. I'm I'm pretty cute. No, no, no. Cuter than you, there, buddy. <laughs> all right so anyway so you were on the show <laughs> yeah i just i had a chance to do the uh the podcast with them they've got a 
they got a show they do every week. Um, theirs is a little more of a planning type podcast. That's like I say, ours is more like an entertainment type podcast, but a lot of good information. And uh, actually, the the show we did was about uh, things to do outside the parks. So we talked about you know some of the resort tours and checking out the different resorts and uh, downtown Disney and, and things like that. So uh, like I said, I just want to give a shout out to Jillian and crew over there at the Dole Whipped podcast. Uh, if you want to check them out, they've got a Facebook page, of course, uh, facebook.com slash Dole Whipped. And they have a website as well. They do a lot of blogs and things like that. And you can find them at dolewhipped.com. So uh, thank you, ladies, for having me. I had a good time. And uh, maybe one day we'll be able to return the favor with y'all. All right, Lee, so what episode were you specifically on? Do you remember? Yeah, it's uh, episode 41, uh, Non-Park Day Activities. Oh, fun. Okay, cool. Very good. Very and good. So, uh, and, they, they, you know, like I said, they've got a lot of good ones here. I mean, I'm just looking over some of the uh, the previous ones and, uh, you know, some that stand out here, you know, WDW for Honeymooners, Epcot Area Resort Dining, uh, Disney's for Teens and Tweens. Oh, Danny, I'm looking, man. They did a series of overrated and underrated attractions. <laughs> oh, to the parks. For all the parks. So, again, was, you know, uh, it's a really good, uh, especially if you need some planning tips and tricks and things like that, uh, go check out the ladies over there, and uh, they'll give you some good advice. Yeah, absolutely. That was a, definitely an idea of mine to do that show one day. Well, maybe we could do the, the, the have them on the show when we do the the, uh, the the rides that aren't worth the lines or whatever, the weight. Isn't that what we were talking yeah. about one day? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, we, we could have them on there. But anyway, yeah, check out that Dole Whip podcast. Anyway, so Lee, while you, you were on a show, I was on a show. All right, so anyway, I was on a show myself, and I kept forgetting to mention this on previous shows, but that's okay, because I'm going to mention it now. But I was actually on the World of Walt podcast, you know, uh, Herb Leibacher's show over there. You can find his uh, stuff over at worldofwalt.com. And I'm on specifically episode nine, where we talk about the top six attractions that bump you around at Walt Disney World. And he does, his show is basically a bunch of top sixes. You know, every one of his shows is top six this, top six that. So pretty much, you know, it's a kind of a listing kind of a show. It's actually kind of fun, you know, and, you, you know, each each he has a guest co-host every t- every show and they kind of go back and bounce back and forth. And I'm just thinking to myself right here, I don't know whether or not to be proud of myself for, for being loyal to the show and staying on this show and this show alone or to be bummed out because no one will have me on their podcast because you guys are getting all the bookings. Oh, man. Yeah, so, man, look at that. No one's asking me to be on their podcast. Oh, oh thanks for this. Thanks for that. Oh. What am I getting here? Huh? What am I, chopped liver? <laughs> no, that's great, though, dude. Seriously. Yeah, if you got a podcast, man, get Daddy on the show. He, he's just as good as the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin's the ambassador. Y'all, y'all have Kevin on. Kevin's great. And as long as we're sending shout-outs, just a quick shout-out to Mr. Richard Hercher. Uh, thanks for liking my page over at You've Got a Friend in Lee Travel Agent uh, on Facebook. I appreciate the support and, uh, looking forward to, uh, some interaction from you on the page. And again, thanks for liking the page over at facebook.com slash travel. Yep. And we'll have all his information. Uh, we'll talk about that in the show. We'll also have it always on our show notes as well as on our website, magicroway.com. And then the last shout out I have is to one of our listeners, Tanner Reese on our Facebook page. I posted a picture a while back, or actually not a picture, but a video of somebody who posted about the new hub expansion in the Magic Kingdom. And he wrote in, he's like, uh, they are changing so much so fast, I'm scared that I might not have that nostalgic feeling I always get when I go back. So, yeah, that's pretty, and he's, this is a young dude, so that's pretty interesting that he's going to, 
he's kind of going through kind of the kind of things that we kind of go through because a lot of the stuff that we had when we were younger went missing, you know? Yeah, well, someone else is being nostalgia about stuff that's gone and someone else from a few years now is going to be nostalgic about that hub. Yep. It's always interesting. It's always something new. Yeah, you know, Waldo always said he didn't want it to be a museum, but, you know, I I can understand where he's coming from, you know? Uh, You know, there's things that I miss and things from my childhood that, you know, I I definitely miss. Uh, that I wouldn't mind having back, and sometimes I like to hold on to it, but you know, I just, I just can't. It's, well, if anything, it's. I always say it's not my business, so <laughs> I don't, I don't run, I don't sign the paychecks, and I don't run the show, so I can only offer my opinion, and you know, they can either listen or not. Probably not. All right, so Danny called me the ambassador of the Magic Army podcast, and it just so happens that there is a pass at Legoland called the Ambassador. Okay, now listen to that. I heard about this on the uh, WDW Today podcast. You know, I think Len was talking about a lifetime pass that you can buy. And this is specifically for Legoland, California. For $3,000, and that doesn't matter if you're an adult or a child. For $3,000, you have a lifetime pass to the Legoland Park in California, to the Legoland Water Park over there, and uh, the Sea Life Aquarium. And you have preferred free parking, you know? So three parks. Yeah, three parks, three different parks that you get, plus all these other little perks, you know, discounts and whatnot. But um, this is something you can only buy when you go to the park. Uh, but, yeah, $3,000 and you got a lifetime pass. And so Len was asking an interesting question. I wanted to pose this to you guys because he had a great question. He was like, how much would you pay for a lifetime pass to Walt Disney World? Is there a number you could put on that or – is it worth it to pay a lifetime pass? Uh, okay, so, you know, if money's no object, then yeah, whatever it costs, then it's definitely worth it to me. It's a, it's a park hopper lifetime pass? It, it has to be. What, what, if, what? if it's a lifetime, like if we follow the rules, like they, they have three parks with this. I'm just, it's got to be a park hopper. How far out can I book my <laughs> Fast Pass Plus? Uh, only 30 days. Every, oh, you, get yeah. a ten, you know, whatever for every 30 days. <laughs> well, that just knocked a couple of bones off the price here. Um Wow, how much would I pay for a lifetime admission to the park? Well, I mean, geez, if you figure you're 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 spending on the average about three to five thousand dollars on per trip. Yeah, but that's like airfare, that's hotel stay. I mean, we're just talking about entrance into the park, though, right? So you're talking about like a hundred bucks a day. But I can kind of see what Lee was saying. He says that if you pay three thousand dollars, there might be a, a break-even point. But how many visits would oh, that Oh, it would not to? be 3000 It would be more than $3,000. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. But that, I'm just trying to think of a, a number. I mean, you gotta I don't go even five. know a number off the top of my head. Five. That, what, what, I mean, it's five. $5,000. You'd pay $5,000, really? Would I pay $5,000 yeah. for a lifetime pass to Disney World? I don't know that I would. But if it's 3000 for every Disney park, and I'm including Disneyland in the mix. Oh gosh! Now, now I think you're probably stretching it for that one. I Why? They, Why? No, I don't think they go for three thousand dollars for that. They probably charge five, a lot five, more. Five. Oh, five thousand. Oh, five. I, I think five thousand is low, honestly. No, but no, I, I I kind of agree with Lee because I mean I think five thousand. I think you need to include every park because you know like these parks that you mentioned with Legoland, they're all in the same vicinity, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think so. So you can go hit all three of them. I mean, you got to go buy coastal. You're not doing that if you're <laughs> you're not going back and forth and cross cross coast unless you're you know i mean i said five thousand so you're saying five thousand dollars yeah i'm thinking slow too and i think that's a little on the low side but it's got to cover every disney park non-transferable non-transferable every disney park 
I'd go with $5,000. I would go yeah. with $5,000. I think that's, that's, that's the price that they should put on. If it, a lifetime pass, buy Coastal. You can get in California Adventure. And, oh, could you go to Shanghai Disneyland? Could you go to... Um, so you're saying every park. I'm saying little, every yeah. single park. If you're putting a price on, on the Disney park experience, because, I mean, let's face it, you can only go so many times a year. If, you, yeah. if you're rich, you can afford this no matter what. And you, you're, you're, zip, you're zipping all over the world and seeing it. I'm saying, like, if I planned a trip to, you know, uh, Tokyo Disney Seas, yeah. that's my Disney budget for the year. Yeah. Well, you know, my take on this, and this may be kind of morbid, but it's like, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen to me tomorrow or within the next hour. So if I, I purchased a lifetime pass, like non-transferable pass, it's for my lifetime, yeah? Because I'm sure it's going to expire once I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a thing, right? You know, once I've joined the Haunted Mansion ghosts. So it's like, you know... I, yeah, but you'll be dead, me. so what do you care? Yeah, so what do I care? I mean, yeah, it's true. But I mean, you know, just to throw <laughs> down that kind of... But still, just to throw down that kind of money when I don't know how long the rest of my life's going to be. I don't know. Can't take it you with know? you, Gav. Can't take it with yeah. you. Yeah, I can't, yeah, no. And I can't give it to some my son, maybe, either, maybe. or my, my daughter. What son? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I can't give it to my, my daughters. You know, I can't transfer it. Maybe do like a full physical beforehand yeah, you're kind of like life insurance yeah. you buy this lifetime pass and then do a life insurance x-rays yeah yeah no look that's a good point that's i mean that's a great way for them to make money now that's um to kill the audience yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you know, that's a wonderful way to let's kill yeah. our audience like, yeah buy like, this pass because i mean you know you don't you're forget about great, the money we could make know? off of the hotel rooms and the merchandise right. and the food Let's kill them after they buy the pass yeah, I don't, well, you got th- this yeah this could be a, an interesting movie plot to where um, you know, someone had grandfathered into this great deal, uh, you know, got this lifetime pass several years ago for like a thousand dollars. Yeah. And now they're just sucking Disney dry and, you know, now there's a, a conspiracy to assassinate them so they don't have to you you know, know, live up to this deal. That wouldn't be like, because there was like a thing where, where the, I don't know if it was a first visitor to Disneyland or, they, they've, or whatever number of visitor, but they've done this in the past. Where some member, somebody going to Disneyland gets a free lifetime pass. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then at some yeah. point in time, they kind of figure out, oh, wait, this, this, they're milking us. We're, we can make so much money, but they're, they're, they're gaming the system and they're making all the... You can go that way. I can see that. I can. Well, let, me, let me say copyright magic our way, first of all, because you know, that's, that's a great horror story plot. I can't think of how one customer could bankrupt the magic <laughs> Uh, the Disney <laughs> Empire. That would. That's where my. Uh, I was. I was going that direction, and then yeah. my, you can. You can only suspend your reality to a certain point. But yeah. if anyone can figure that out, uh, email me, and and we'll make millions with a new great movie idea or something. There you go. Yeah, email us anyway. Well, well, how much would you guys pay for a lifetime pass to Walt Disney World or what, all the Disney parks? Like, you know, is there an amount that you could put on it, or what, what that's worth it to you? Now, be reasonable now. Don't be like, I'm going to pay a buck. You're like, no. Okay, come on. They, they won't definitely not go over that. But, yeah, we'd like to hear your thoughts on this subject because, you know, I, I'm curious uh, as well. So, anyway, yeah, shoot us a message. All right. Now, the thing I want to talk, talk about, and this kind of goes along what we had mentioned on the last show. We talked about the Dizzy Dining Buddy, right? And you go to the website, and it's dizzydiningbuddy.com. Can they use Disney in their name, business name? I just thought about that. Is that, is that like, legal? For them to do, you know, is, are they going to get shut down or like a cease and desist kind of order for using that name? I would think so. You would think so, but you also would have think that it would have happened by now. Yeah, but, that's true. Say, yeah, well, you don't know that they haven't been served, 
and that they aren't currently fighting it. But I mean, I would think so because otherwise, I mean, what, what's to stop me from coming up with the official? Dis- oh, I mean, not the official because you couldn't say you couldn't call anything you do the official. But what's a you know, if you put Disney in the title, the the implication therein is that Disney has sponsored or in right. some way constructed whatever it is you're selling. So if I wanted to do the uh, uh, the dining buddies for reservations, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's the so, that's the res- reservation. So if thing. I want to do the Disney Fast Pass sniper or or whatever, I mean, again, yeah, the the implication being that, oh my God, this must be the official Disney app for this. So I don't think I don't think you can do it. I, I think they're going to get in a bit of trouble for it at some point in time. Yeah. Uh, if they don't, then we're going to change the name of our show to the Disney Magic Our Way <laughs> right. podcast. Magic yeah, Disney Way. You know, it's podcast. funny you mentioned something about the Fast Pass Sniper because I, I was I was tweeting back and forth with Fish Sean Wu, our, our boots on the ground, and he says there's actually one for Fast Passes. Did y'all know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and actually we're going to have him on a future show very soon to talk about it. I already talked to him about it. So oh, that's the kind of tease in the show. Yeah. We're going to have Sean back? Yeah, we're going to have a Sean. He's oh, going to talk yeah. about because he says he's actually used it a couple times. It's okay. It's not too bad. Sean's got that system game. Sean knows that system left and right. He is the... Uh, what do you call it? You ever the seen fast Tron? Pass guru? No, you ever seen Tron? What do you call the um, master computer? Yeah, there you go. He is the uh, master. Fast Pass master computer. There you go. <laughs> I thought that was the programmer. Yeah. I can't remember. Heckler. But anyway, back back to the whole Disney Dining Buddy thing. I was like, you know, it, it, maybe if Disney hadn't done anything to them, like a cease and desist, maybe they're seeing how this all plays out, and then maybe they will offer it like a free thing on there and to kind of combat those two. That's because, like I said in the last show, that's the best way to kind of shut them down is to offer it free through their stuff. Sean is master control. Thank master you. control. There you go. End of line. There he is. <laughs> End of line. Moving on. And the last thing we have is that be our guest is going to be serving breakfast in two days. I like that. On March twentieth, that little program begins. And of course, I'll, let, I'll link to the article that uh, we are talking about. And I'm actually looking at this through uh, the Disney Parks blog. Uh, but it says, new breakfast starts at March 20th, the Be Our Guest restaurant in the Magic Kingdom at the Walt Disney World Resort. And if you go to the blog, they uh, give you a different rundown of the different offerings that they'll have. Um, they'll have they're, they're calling it a fast, casual menu okay? that has like a French touch. A touch. So you have like um, a pastry basket for sharing. <laughs> You have some assorted cured meats and cheeses, marmalades, a uh, bunch of different things, quiches, you know, some fa- fancy egg things, you know. Eggs quarantine, uh, vegetable uh, quiche. Yep. Um, oh, they're going to have the cronut, the croissant donut, you know, so they're going to have that. So that's another place you can uh, definitely uh, get it other than uh, the refreshment port in Epcot Center. So they said they're going to put that there. Um, the kids' things are going to have like a brioche French toast, you know, with fresh fruit for the kids, applewood bacon. So, yeah, I'm curious. We might have to send Sean down there and get breakfast and give us a report. That sounds really good, man. I don't know if I'm just hungry or what, but French, brioche French toast. Yeah, French toast, meats and cheeses, pastries. That sounds really good. Pastry basket that you could pass around. I'm looking at the picture on the blog, and they got the meats. I love meats and cheeses. You know, the... The Be Our Guest restaurant is um, its really starting to tick me off. Is it? It is. I, I'm, I'm really getting tired of that restaurant. It's, it's becoming the midway mania of restaurants on oh, property. Oh, man. It really <laughs> is. It's, it's becoming this thing where it's, such a, it's got such a great reputation, and it's become something to where everyone is trying to book it, and I've eaten there several times now, and I, for the life of me, I don't understand 
why. It's not that good. It's it's a pain to get. There's so many better restaurants on property. There's so many better looking restaurants. I understand you think you're eating in the Beauty and the Beast castle, but it's, that's one room. It's not that great. There's no characters anywhere in there. It's not like you see the fixtures come alive and serve you. The rose is a big... <laughs> it's a big red donut. Big red, <laughs> you know, plastic thing. I mean, there is nothing... Spe- Last time we were there, we heard a whole family complaining about having gotten food poisoning from the BR Guest restaurant. <laughs> and the last time I was there, when I, I had the food. The tuna was fatty. It wasn't, it wasn't as good, I didn't feel like. And I'm, I'm really getting tired of hearing it, and I think they keep capitalizing on this. And it's like, you know... I don't. It, Cinderella's Royal Table is so much better, and I'm assuming they're going to do their. Bre- uh, hopefully that you know th- there'll be some kind they of. They should, yeah. They should be keeping. Whenever they open up again, but um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really getting tired of hearing about the stupid BR Guest Restaurant. It really <laughs> is not that great. It really isn't. So it's on the website, <laughs> what? Go ahead. So I was about to say on the website, I'm going to put Danny's favorite ride. Toy Story Mania, Danny's favorite restaurant, uh, be our guest restaurant. <laughs> I'll put that in quotes. Do, I'm doing air quotes. Do that. Yeah. It might get me booked on the good shows. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I, I was going to say, you know, I, it may not be the best restaurant on property, but it's certainly one of the best in Magic Kingdom. But you said you like Cinderella's Royal Table better. I do like Cinderella's Royal Table better. Uh, and you're right. It is one of the best in property, but, it, but I mean, but not best in property. It's one of the best in Magic Kingdom, but not... To me, that's like being the skinniest kid at fat camp. They're all bad at the Magic Kingdom. There's nothing good outside of Cinderella's Royal Table. I mean, you've got Tony's, which is bland and ordinary. There's nothing exciting about Tony's. You've got um, Liberty Tree Tavern. Again, bland and ordinary. The food is even kind of, you know, not anything that you'd really want to eat. And then beyond that, a lot of counter services. There's really not a a great sit-down restaurant in the Magic Kingdom that I can think of. The Crystal Palace, they have that too. Again, nothing... The Plaza Inn, whatever, whatever it's called, the Plaza, yeah. Nothing special whatsoever. There's nothing that we need to book. And maybe that's why everyone books Be Our Guest. And I understand that there there are people... Hey, look, if you've never tried it before, go try it. I've been there several times. I don't get it. I'd rather eat at Brown Derby. I'd rather eat at um, California Grill. I'd rather eat at Ohana. I'd rather... That's like one of the last on my list. Yeah. And yeah. for whatever reason, that thing is always booked out. Yeah, I guess because it's a new kid on the block mm-hmm. and it's a, the novelty of it. I'm curious to know how long this novelty will last. It's not, that, it's not even that new. In fact, like last couple of times. Well, it's newer compared to the other restaurants yeah, they have in there, you know? that is true. Yeah, that's, that's about the only thing. Um, did you know Crystal Paris used to be like a, a, a sit-down reservation-only restaurant? Yes, I did. I, re- I, I wish I could have experienced it as that because, I mean, as it is, and, and again, we're talking about great restaurants on property. I mean, yeah. talking about Liberty Tree Tavern and Crystal Palace are really the, the two well, m- more well-known, and they're both buffet-style kind of... Uh, there should be a sit-down restaurant where you can order off the menu, and, and there really isn't one. Um, hmm. Oh, I mean, uh, of course, Cinderella, uh, Cinderella's Royal Table. I forget about that, yeah. but I mean, that really is the best restaurant on property um, as far as the Magic Kingdom is concerned. It's, it's much better than Be Our Guest. Yeah. Um, I, I just I don't get it. And Lee's working furiously over there on the computer. What are you looking up, Lee? Oh, I'm um, I'm chatting with a potential client while we're talking. <laughs> oh, you're doing you're some business. You're double dipping. Why don't you go appear on another show? Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say that's how Hardy works, man. While he's doing podcasting, right, bringing man. you the information, Anything he's booking client. vacations, man. Okay. 
So if you're lucky, first. yeah, there you go. There you go. Is that our last? Uh, uh, that's our last. Yeah, that's, that's our, our last. last well, then I want to, because all y'all gave shout outs. I got to, I got to give a special shout out uh, real quick. Do you uh, need the chime music or you want the chime music? No. Okay. I, well, get, get, no. Yeah, I got chime music. Give me chime music. All right, you get the chime music. Here you go. Yeah, I want to give a special shout out to Kevin. Of the Magic hey. Our Way podcast. Kevin, I want to give a special shout out to you because you brought me the uh, glow in the dark magic uh, haunted, haunted mansion, mansion magnets. Yeah. Glow in the dark magnets for my refrigerator. And I'd ask you for them it, if you saw them and you came and you brought them to me and they brightened up my life. And thank you very much for that special shout out to my co host, Kevin. And they'll brighten out your darkness, you know, because they're supposed to they're glow in the dark. So when you shut off the lights, it should be like, ooh. I, ah. I would shut off the lights, but with that sexy voice you've been using all night, I'm a little don't, scared. Don't, don't be scared of the sexy <laughs> voice. Danny, what's wrong with the sexy voice? Speaking of which, that Memento Mori store, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really neat, man. The manager wished everybody a miserable day when we left. It was great. <laughs> get out of here really yeah, he did he was there you know can I tell you what was disappointing you know you What's spent that? all that money on that magic uh, that uh, the my memory maker yeah that whole thing where they turn you into a ghost at, at Memento Mori yeah not included really no not included I, oh I didn't know that I was like come on dude really uh, yeah no it's not a part of that oh bummer oh well but so, also I didn't need to see my daughter as an undead ghost as an undead yeah that's kind of unsettling alright so enough of that jibber jabber oh I'm sorry enough of that jibber jabber we got a hub to talk about. Yeah. All right, is that good? You're getting, you're getting very breathy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold scared, on. You're scaring me there, buddy. <laughs> Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Kevin. And I am Danny. And always with us is our official travel agent, Lee. How you doing, Lee? Fantastic. And I'd like to welcome everybody to episode number 69 <laughs> of the Magic Our Way podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is show 69. Congratulations. You got your sexy voice back, I see. Um, is it? Is it? Because I'm not even sick. And is it actually sounding kind of like sexy? You were doing something there, man. I was do- yeah, I was getting the, the bases rolling and everything. It was just like you're kind of rolling off my mouth. Uh, look, man. Things are going well. I, I'm, I- for show 69. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, that's okay. It's no problem. <laughs> do we all have to talk like that tonight? I just want to make sure I'm, you know, get, I mean, get, in, everybody, the, get in the groove. Does everybody have a sexy voice no, on the show? I, th- I okay. think this will get creepy after a while. Okay, yeah, I'll say do that. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just we'll just leave it alone. But anyway, how's everybody's week going? Oh, well, excellent. Oh, go ahead, Lee. I'm sorry. No, I, was, I, I excellent here too, man. I'm on vacation this week, so I'm uh, hanging out with the kids and uh, went to go see Cinderella today, which was pretty good. Hey, all right. Um, went and did a little bowling, a little laser tag. So just been hanging out, you know, having a good time, man. Just trying to relax. Yeah, so Lee is nowhere at the moment. He's he's at home. Yeah, that's the easy one. He's that's nowhere but home. Yeah, so we're, that's not going to be a contest or anything else. Uh, but although if you can find out where Lee lives, we will send you something. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you a restraining order. <laughs> anyway, Danny, how's your week going? Oh man, it's uh, it's a lot of work, a lot of stuff to do, but. Uh, Looking forward to tonight to be able to finally get a chance to blow some steam. It's nice to see you in the studio. Yeah, I know. I'm down here in the studio. Yeah. So Danny and I are face to face. And of course, we're pulling in Lee via the miracle of Skype. 
Uh, but anyway, speaking of uh, Lee and his contest, yeah, we neglected to put an end date to that little contest. So this sucker's been running for about two weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> so look, this, this one's going to end. Uh, the next, we usually record on a Wednesday. So the next time we record will be next Wednesday, the 25th. At noon, that's 12 p.m. on Wednesday, is when the contest will officially end. And we'll no longer accept admissions and we'll send out our lovely little, we'll call it our Magic Our Way Care Package. Filled with a bunch of different little knickknacks here. It's our first little prize, okay? So we're going to... Trust me, we have better prizes kind of lined up for bigger contests, you know? Uh, not to say that we, you know, Lee, us we're knowing where Lee is is not a big thing, but this is our first foray into a whole giving things away. So just part of us. But it's going to be good. It's still going to be worth it. You're going to be glad that you wrote in. Uh, we're, we're collecting a bunch of answers. Uh, again, we'll put that in a generator, and then we will draw a hat, and uh, that'll be the name. So that, uh, the winner, and we'll announce that on next week's show, which will release uh, on the 27th of March. Okay. Oh, and special shout out to our first entrant that uh, threw Kevin off because officially this man responded to our, our email question with the correct answer before the show was even officially posted. And that gave Kevin fits, and he was yelling and cursing at the computer because he could not figure out. He was sure somebody hacked our Skype call that day. Uh, so special, special shout out to you, sir. What was his name? Yeah, his name was Josh Coco. Man, he was the what, the very first person to uh, respond to us. And for you listeners that were kind of confused as to what happened, and you probably saw my Facebook or Twitter post. Um, I was uploading a show, and I didn't realize it had the same name as another show that we had uploaded, so it replaced. The field report. So if you're wondering why you, you saw the title field report, but you're hearing show 67, that's basically what happened. So I went and fixed the error. So the field report is back to being the field report and show 67 came out when it was supposed to be show 67. So that's basically what happened in a nutshell, but all is good. Nothing is wrong with what you were listening to. If you're one of the unfortunate people that actually downloaded it while it was in that little crazy bit of flux, I apologize. Just kind of re-update things and uh, your iTunes feed and everything else should uh, fix itself, okay? All right, so one thing I forgot to mention on my trip report show, I guess that was the last show, is that I did the Pirates Adventure, and I thought it was really cool. I, me and my oldest daughter, we did it, and if you remember the Pirates Adventure, that little thing that's like sorcerers, but it's all in Adventureland. Yeah, yeah, Have you Have any of y'all done that yet? No, man. I always end up doing the, uh, what you call it, the... Um, Sorcerers of Magic Kingdom? Yeah, Lily, yeah, I mean, she sees, the, uh, she sees the portals opening, and she always yeah. wants to do that. Um, maybe, maybe that'll be like something that we do in, uh, in the future, but I didn't even see, to be honest with you, I forgot about it while we were over there. I didn't see anybody doing it and I didn't even see, uh, where you would go to, um, yeah, actually where, where you go to pick it up. If you go through that little tunnel where the steel band used to be, mm-hmm. like are going on the way to Frontierland, right by where it used to be the McDonald's fry cart there, yeah, they, yeah. they built a the little thing right there. There's a bunch of tables where you can eat at too, Okay, but, uh, from a restaurant next door, but there's like a little hut looking thing where you pick up your maps and stuff there's four different adventures that you could take and we did i think two of them me and my oldest and i yeah i totally forgot about two on my trip until like you know we were sitting resting you know my wife was feeding we're in the little corner where the bands usually return from the parades and everything else Mm -hmm. um which is really tucked away in Adventureland. but also you know some kid walks up and they do something these cannons go off we're like oh my god what is that and it's like oh yeah it's the pirates adventure so, you know, well, you know, me and my oldest didn't feel like just sitting around. Wait, what? Wait, cannons went off and y'all just automatically knew it was the Pirates Adventure? 
Well, I, it triggered my memory because I like when that went off and you know the little a little thing. Oh, somebody opened up, was doing it. Somebody was doing it. Okay, okay. Yeah, someone would do it. At can and they made cannons go off right next to us, mm-hmm. which I was like, "What the heck is that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's the Pirates Adventure." So, you know, my oldest, we went and found it. We asked a cast member where to go get the maps. And so we went and found it and we did two of the ventures. It was great, man. It was, it was really, really neat to make little things happen in the gift shops and all that kind of stuff. Nice. I like those things. Yeah, I like those things. Too. That was, I forgot to mention that, but that was a lot of fun. You know, I, I really wanted to do that. Did I tell you when we were doing Sources of the Magic Kingdom, we get to the, uh, the porthole. Uh, porthole. <laughs> the porthole. The portal in the... Uh, in the um, what do you call it? The uh, it used to be the theater. You know what I'm talking about? It's the gift shop. Oh right yeah, 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 yeah. Where they used to show Mickey movies and stuff. Yes. Yeah. My daughter starts throwing like she's the first time she's done it. She starts throwing the cards at the screen because she thinks that's what does it. And then in the process of doing it, her arm hits one of the little framed pictures there and knocks it off the wall. Oh gosh. <laughs> yes. Fortunately, nothing was broken and we weren't charged. Well, thank goodness for that. Yeah. So, so anyway. be careful when you're playing these games. They don't tell you about, you know, they don't give you any safety tips while doing the sorcerers. <laughs> and they should. They should. Yeah, yeah, it'd be wise. You could you, break things. Yeah, it's kind of like the Wii, man. If you're not thinking about it, you could throw your controller right into the TV. There you go. All right, guys, enough of this jibber-jabber. This is show 69. It's time to make some magic. Visions and are beginning to materialize. They're assembling for a swinging wing. that classic attraction the haunted mansion it's fish on woo and you're getting ready to listen to the next episode of the magic our way podcast with kevin and danny and lee of course jumbo everyone harambe Is, is everything okay over there? You need to... Yeah, just, just in case you wanted to know, my daughter's going to do her eyebrows in my bathroom. Okay, that sounds her good. Eyebrows in your bathroom? Hey! Just, just so you know. Hey! Yeah. What's her name? Amanda. Yes. Come here. She's on the Facebook. <laughs> okay. Say hi. 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 Hi, Amanda. Be careful with hi. your eyebrows. It, don't let your father do your eyebrows. Don't poke yourself in the eye either. <laughs> if anything, I need to do his. Oh! <laughs> I got to save that. <laughs> That's funny. I, I want to see it. I, I need to, can we post that on our, on our yeah, website? Yeah, yeah, you pro- I probably sure. get mine done as well. I don't know. Yeah, you know, not, not that that's happened to me, but thank goodness. <laughs> I don't think I would die. But anyway, I digress. Guys, this is show 69. So I think it's time to make some magic. Oh, yeah. Is that all I said? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't say let's head on to the queue anymore. I like to hear you say, that's enough of the jibber-jabber. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay I got it. You can say, yeah, you can, that's enough of the jibber-jabber. Let's <laughs> make some magic. All right, guys. This is show 69, so this is enough of the jibber-jabber. I did do that again. That's not, not the- <laughs> You the sound like a yapple dapple. Yapple dapple. You sound like a southern colonel fanning himself on the porch. Oh, Colonel Colonelingus. Hi, Colonelingus. Come back from the war. Did you see that Saturday Night Live? Yeah, I did. I love. I love that episode. Uh, I have not seen that. I got to check.
Yapple dapple. Kind of lingus. Let me try it again. All right, guys. This is show number 69. So let's. An- uh, <laughs> All right, guys. This is a. <laughs> Hold on one second. Let me composure. All right, guys. Enough of that. It's show 69. All right. Let's make some magic. All right, guys. Enough of that jibber jabber. This is show 69. Let's make some magic. All right. You gotta, no, because you did it too far in. Oh, okay. You, you got to transition like, all right, guys, that's enough of this jibber-jabber. It is show 16. And then, then right, when I you get it, that I in, you it. lay it in. All right, guys, enough of this jibber-jabber. This is show 69. It's time to make some magic. <laughs> is that good? I, I thought that was good. I like that one. All right. I'm I, hit, hit. I do declare. <laughs> I think that's a keeper. All right. Hold on. I, I say. All right. One second. Let me start a new file. Right.